We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike. From the studios of WFN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Friday, the first day of summer, the 21st day of June. Hopefully it brings some sunshine with it. Another rainy morning, which is supposedly going to turn into an afternoon of sunshine, so it won't affect, say, the Yankees this evening. And we're supposed to get nice weather this weekend, so hopefully that's the case because we haven't seen the sun all week. It would be nice if we saw it this weekend. That is the plan, Although, and they expect it out by sometime this afternoon. It was pouring this morning. When I was supposed to play golf. So, um, I mean, it rained right up until like 12 o'clock, as a matter of fact. So, uh, Mets are playing a day game after losing again yesterday. So, we had all the, the fiasco yesterday with the Mets, with the pitching coach and the pitching strategist and all the stuff and all the stuff that went on there, firing Dave Island. Right now, uh, second inning uh, at Wrigley. Mets are already 1-3 and three on this trip, which we talked about going to be a very tough trip for the Mets. It's already started out that way. Uh, Vargas against Darvish. Right now, the Mets with a one nothing lead as uh, as uh, the uh, team battles the Cubbies in the bottom of the second inning. The Cubs threatening. Uh, so, an afternoon game for them. A lot to talk about with the Mets. We'll have Jerry Kuzman because the Mets are going to have this big celebration next week. They're going to bring it back to sixty nine Mets. And if you're old enough, that is obviously the the glory moment for the franchise, if you are, it's a lot, it's, it's for the way, it's the reason your father became a Met fan, uh, or your grandfather became a Met fan. It's what made people uh, and solidified Met history, the Mets from worst to first, and the budding of the franchise after being the clowns of baseball from their inception in 1962. Kuzman and Seaver, and Seaver will not be part of this, of course, but uh, Kuzman is an integral part, uh, probably hasn't gotten the credit he deserves, as a matter of fact. Probably the overlooked piece in all that. He will join us a little later in the show and talk about uh, not only 69, but also what they have planned next week. They have a big celebration next Saturday, big celebration weekend, big whole deal for the uh, – so we'll get to that a little later. Draft last night, pretty much by rote. Cubs tied the game 1-1, uh, pretty much by rote. We told you that – it was locked in one two three. It's been locked in one two three. Now the one two was locked in forever. The Met, the the Knicks, at least expressed that they weren't as sold on Barrett. I think they were. I just think they were just, you know, they were playing the game to see if they could, you know, get a great deal to see if they could get something that was better. So they they played the deal a little bit, but I think they were always taking Barrett. He wanted to come. I think these three were clearly the three best players in the draft. 
I, you know, my opinion of Zion is not as high as some people are. I said, well, those people have him as you know the next great, you know, immortal player in the league, but. Uh, he deserved to be the first pick. I don't think anybody addresses, you know, has a problem with that. Uh, I'm a very big uh, believer in Morant is going to be a very good player. Cubbies take the lead to one. Uh, so uh, quickly is that. Um, I'm a big believer in Morant. I think Morant has a chance to be a. See, I think Morant's perfect. I think his skill set's perfect for the league right now. For what the league is about, Morant's perfect. What he does. His passing is exquisite. He's explosive off the dribble. He's got range on his jump shot. He's got speed. Uh, he's got everything you want. Uh, he, if his mentality, if his head and heart are anywhere near his talents, and that's the stuff you don't know, folks. That's what you separate. As I'm watching Phil Reagan slide to the mound at 82, first time. The vulture, I haven't seen him. Last time I saw uh, the vulture, he was getting people out. Um, there he is going to the mound right now. Uh, but uh, what you don't know, and you never know, and this is, the, this is the unknown part of this, and this is what is the reason why there are busts and, and shocking surprises, because, yes, you can see the physical talent. And if you've watched the guy in college long enough, if he played multiple years like they used to, and they don't anymore, a lot of these guys, you can see situations where you saw them in tough spots or saw them play big in big spots, and you learn something about who they were. I felt I knew something about Jordan before he got to the NBA. I had seen him enough times. I had seen him in big spots. So you can see guys if they stayed long enough. I saw Joe Montana in college. So you can see guys and who have qualities, and those are the things, though, the heart, the head, the competitiveness, the uh, the intelligence, the stuff that you might not see but has to be added into what is obviously physical talent. And all these guys who are at the top of the draft have physical talent. I mean, there's no question Barrett has physical talent. There's no question that Morant has exquisite physical talent. Zion is explosive and obviously can do some, you know, really special things with his explosiveness, his first step, all that stuff, his, his vice-like hands, uh, passing ability. So the talent, now, you also want to well-round the game, which we could get to, but it's not about that right now. But the point is, you want these guys to get, to grow up, to become competitive, to have a heart, to want to be winners. And that's the difference. I mean, you don't know a guy's going to grow in to become Larry Bird, who's going to be not only a great talent, not only an incredible shooter, not only an instinctively brilliant player, but a guy who is so insanely competitive, who was such a peer leader. I mean, Bakken orders at his team. I mean, Jordan, uh, Bird, I mean, they, they ran their teams with an iron fist. I saw it. I saw it in person. I saw it in practice. I mean, ran the teams with an iron fist. I mean, that's so that's the part you don't know if someone's going to grow into at the highest level. And that's the ones who become special. And that's why there's always a bit of a guessing game. Now, after three, it was 
You know, there was a bunch of guys. You know, you had Garland, you had Colby, you had Hunter, you had guys like that who, you know, could go in any order. Reddish went a little lower than people might have thought. You know, Hunter might have gone a little higher than people thought, but they were all in that same general vicinity. When you get to the second round in the NBA, you're hoping to get a guy who could contribute. You know, once in a while, they come up with someone good, but that's rare. But you're hoping you get a guy that uh, can contribute. Make a team, contribute. Be a, be a top eight, top nine contributor uh, on your team. And then it's a plus if you get that. Um, so nothing shocking out of that. Barrett very very much uh, received well what the fans wanted. The logical pick, a player who you know has very, very good NBA credentials. He's got a very good NBA body. He's got that typical, prototypical wing body that you like. You know, he's got the right, he's six foot seven. You know, he's got a 6'10 wingspan. He's 208, 210 pounds. Uh, he's athletic. I mean, he's a little, he's, he's very dominant to one hand, but you know what? That can be learned. His jump shot needs a little refinement. I don't think there's any question, but I also think that. That was a tricky team for him. He had to play in the shadow. He had to play for a legendary coach. He had to play in the shadow of a uh, a star like of which we haven't had in college basketball for years and years. The machine was just churning out incredible amounts of you know marketing for Zion. So he had to deal with that. That was a freshman led team. Plus, it was not a great uh, it was not a great shooting. Duke team by Duke standards, and it was not the best defensive Duke team either. So it was a little different than most Duke teams. But I thought Barrett was pronounced himself very well, had a very productive year, uh, made big plays, made big plays. Uh, he took some bad shots, but he made big plays in big games, including in the NCAA tournament. So uh, I think he has a chance to be a very – very good player. And you heard Coach K say that he thought he had the makings of a star. So it would be nice if one broke right for the Knicks for a while and he becomes, you know, that uh, a guy you can rely on. Not the guy who has to carry the franchise, but a guy who can just be there and be a very solid, everyday starter and a guy that somebody who's a max contract guy can come in and work with and really blend with and start to, you know, gel with. And that's obviously where it is for the Knicks right now. Is And it's a big time for the Knicks because the Knicks have the ability to go out right now and sign two max guys to contracts. And if they don't have anywhere to go with this, if they are completely abandoned in terms of people wanting to come play when that's available at Madison Square Garden with the Knicks in New York, the whole thing, and it's not there, it's not enough, it, especially if the Nets do well. It will be a very tough, very tough thing for the Knicks to swallow. I think extremely. could be a very tough time for them. Durant thing hurt them. Again, a lot of people were assuming a lot with Durant. I had no idea that he was ever coming. I mean, you kept hearing that, but who knows if it was true or not. You just don't know. And I've made it clear. I know I'm in the minority on this. I would still sign him because I don't think you get a chance. And I don't think in the next couple of years the Knicks will get an opportunity to get a guy like him. And I would take the opportunity, and I feel with his, I feel he's worth the risk. And I think there's a lot of reasons why I feel that way, and a couple of them are that he 
has the right type of body to heal. I don't think he's hard on his body. I think that he can have another good four years or so at a very high level, and his high level is is much higher than anything you're going to get out there. So I would still do it and and go slowly from there. What the Knicks have to really guard against is being impatient, being impetuous, and just filling those with guys who don't deserve it. That's the worst thing they could do because that sets them back enormously. That kills it. They don't give those away. They still have the option to give them away. If they give them away and they're not for the right quality of a player, it's a disaster all the way around. Talking about disaster, um, as the Yankees fly high and, again, Judge comes back tonight, and uh, the Maben thing, as we all know, and, and listen, as we all suspected, I said yesterday, I, I said it last night, and that was that I expected them to keep Maben. I mean, we all thought they would find a way at least short term. Let's see how it develops. Because the one thing they didn't want to have happen is have one of these guys get hurt again and not have Maven around. Maven's made himself. And when you heard, I, I thought Boone tipped it yesterday when he so, talked about how much he has fit in with the team. Not just the way he's played, but the way he has fit in with the team. Now he's going to be a more of a caddy. It's going to be hard for him to get playing time. But he's a guy who can steal a base, a guy who will, can go in for defense. And let's see how, how, you know, at least how it works with him having a different role now, but how he fills that role. And the Yankees can basically push pitches around and shuttle them back and forth if they have to, depending on what's going on. And right now they're red hot anyway. So uh, right now everything is uh, going as well as it can. The Yankees have opened up a five-game lead in the loss column with last night, again, another big power display. And as the Yankees continue to soar, the Mets continue to take on water like the Titanic. I mean, it has just gotten worse and worse. Right now, they trail again in the third inning in Chicago. They're already 1-3 and three on this trip. And it is a very, very tough time for the team and for their new general manager. Could not be tougher. And obviously, there was more laughter than anything else in their reaction to what he did yesterday. I mean, when bringing in an 82-year-old you know, year old pitching coach. And saying he's short-term, well, at 82. We're all day-to-day, but how about at 82? You, you couldn't be more short-term. And then the pitching strategist, which we, you know, how that has to be defined still is, you know, uh, up for grabs. Still has not been defined in its entirety. But uh, it is a very, very tough time for the Mets as they right now find themselves 10 out in a division, five out in a wild card, and starting to lose ground on a daily basis in this trip, which we knew was going to be very, very tough. Down again, already 1-3 and three on the trip, down in the game here. Although I think uh, they got, just got back in front, thank, courtesy to, uh, to McNeil, who you know, put McNeil in one of these parks like Wrigley or, or Yankee Stadium, and you know what? He's a home run threat. There he goes. He can hit the lift those fly balls into those seats and those comfortable ballparks. And the Yanks, the Mets take a 3-2 lead, which means nothing because they're going to be in the bullpen early, and that's when you hold your breath. But right now they have taken a 3-2 lead, uh, and they also are taking on water like the Titanic. But you know what? They also went to that outfield with Smith, Conforto, and McNeil today. 
That's their new outfield configuration with Davis, of course, platooning with uh, Smith and left, and then Conforto in center and McNeil in right. And McNeil just gave him a home run. Last night, Alonzo gave them another home run. Nothing wrong with what McNeil and Alonzo have done. They've done a really superb job this year, both of them. If everyone else was living up to anything close to what those two were doing, the Mets would be fine. But they've been far from fine. Uh, and their pitching continues to struggle already today uh, with their fifth starter on the mound. Uh, they did trail 2-1 going to the third. Now they lead 3-2 in the third, but it's a long way home, and they desperately need a win. So a busy show, back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 